This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you today's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. We are in flashback mode. And I'm excited because it's finally here. We get to talk about the Tournament of Champions. Yay! I know this tournament originally aired back in October and November, but I don't care. This tournament was so many different kinds of awesome, fun, and epic, and everything, and yee! I'm so excited for these next few weeks. Sorry, I'm kind of fangirling a little bit, but like this this tournament was amazing in so many ways. First year with a new format, so many amazing players. It was just, oh my God. So let me explain before we go into today's game, the format changes. For those of you who have been familiar with Jeopardy since forever, you will remember that for the longest time the Tournament of Champions consisted of the 15 top players that would have five quarterfinal matches, three semifinal matches, and then the two game total point final. And the winners of the five quarterfinals and the four highest scores among non winners would be the semifinalists. What, what Alex called the wild card slots. Because there was really never a way to predict who was going to get them. You just had to keep track of everyone's scores if you wanted to have a shot at doing that. Once you got to the semifinals, only the three winners advanced to a two-game total point final similar to what we discussed over the past two weeks in our second chance tournament. But this past tournament, they shook up the format a little because there were so many qualifiers. Instead of 15 players this past year, we had 21. Wild cards were, at least for this tournament, eliminated. Although, before everyone goes ballistic, they could come back. The producer has said that himself, that wild cards could be a thing again. Honestly, I feel that with the, with the amount of players we had in the tournament last year, wild cards were just not practical because there were just so many. Also, the three top players of the season, Madame Odio, Amy Schneider, and Matea Roach, were given an automatic pass to the semifinals. So they did not have to play in quarterfinal matches, so there were... Let me do some math here. Six quarterfinal matches. The w- and the winners of those would, of course, go on to the semifinals along with the top three. Then there were three semifinal matches. And the finals format was also changed. Instead of being a two-game total point 
affair, as Alex would say. The finals format was the first to three. So there could have been as few as three games and as many as seven. I'm not going to tell you how many there were. I'm not going to spoil that, but we'll get to it. Also, there was a special feature in the tournament. Mainly because the tournament was happening right smack in the middle of election week. So on November 8th, there was a special exhibition match between Matt, Amy, and Matea. They weren't playing for any money or anything like that. They were just playing to play. And it was awesome seeing those three compete against each other. It was, oh my god, it was beyond epic. Because they were all just so awesome. (laughs) But those were the format changes this time around. Here we are almost five minutes into the podcast and I haven't even covered today's game. First, let's meet our contestants. We had Maureen O'Neill, who was a four-game champion and actually defeated the previous four-game champion, Margaret Shelton, who we will also meet later this week. Uh, Maureen was the one who, in her fifth game, sadly ended up in the negative at the end of Double Jeopardy. And was therefore disqualified from being able to win game five because she just hit a really tough run in that last game. It was it was a tight game at the Jeopardy round in her last game, but once it got to double Jeopardy, she just really started having trouble. And it unfortunately put her in the negative. I don't remember anything about the guy who beat her that day because I don't think he won anymore after that. He's not in the tournament, so... Usually I only remember the ones that, you know, that either make a name for themselves and they're one day there, or they win a lot. So a lot of a lot of the non-returning contestants just kind of blur in my head, and it's not anything against them, it's just there's so many. We also met Megan, uh, whatever the heck her name was. I really don't remember. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her name. Her last name. Uh, She defeated six-game champion Eric something or other. I can't really remember how to pronounce his name either because voiceover butchers it. And we will also be meeting him later this, probably, uh, I want to say later this week, but I can't officially say that because I don't know exactly what game he played. I should have really said that before too, later this tournament, I should say. That makes more sense. And then we met 16-game champion Ryan Long. Megan, before I, actually before I go on, Megan was the one who... Ended up defeating Sadie Goldberger, who we saw last week in the Second Chance Tournament. In that game that we talked about that everybody kind of threw a hissy fit over. And now we can move on to our next contestant because... Megan, Megan was a good player, but... And I don't mean this in a bad way. Personality-wise... 
just from what I remember of her games, because life was less than beautiful at that time. Um, like, there was nothing super duper memorable apart from that one game. Like, my, my personal life was kind of chaotic during that part of the season. I'm not gonna go into that, but... So I don't really remember all of her games, like, at all. And then we get to meet 16 game champ Ryan Long. I don't remember who he beat to win the championship. I just, I don't. I'm sorry. But... Funny thing is, Eric, the guy I mentioned earlier who lost to Megan, was the one who defeated Ryan. And Ryan had a very, very heartwarming story. The pandemic had really kind of hurt him, and I'm guessing he struggled with, like, employment and things like that. And had he had COVID himself, and it kind of messed things up for him. But he turned to, you know, being a rideshare driver to take care of his kid. To make, to earn enough money to take care of his kid. And I don't think he needs to do that anymore considering he won 16 games. But he strikes me as the kind of guy that would want to do it anyway. Like. I'm going to be honest with you guys. When his games were airing, I just got so bored. And it had nothing to do with him. I was just... We'd had so many long-running champions by that time that I'm just like, Really? Please, stop. I'd be like, Really? I've had enough. I need some new people in here. Please. And as we discussed a couple of weeks ago in our spotlight, he fell to the Monday curse. But those are our contestants. I'll have more detailed stories on some other contestants as things go along. But those three, um, those three kind of came in at a time when my brain was a mess and I don't have a whole lot of very detailed material on them. But the game today was, by all means, a close one. It was close throughout. So, well, I mean, Tournament of Champions, these three are top-notch players. It really could have gone in any direction. But, I honestly, I don't remember who got the Daily Doubles either. I was trying to keep an eye on the overall game progress and trying to keep up with numbers and I totally forgot who got the daily doubles and still ended up missing the numbers. But that that happens, I guess. <coughs> when it came to Final Jeopardy, um... Our longest running champion was actually the one with the lowest score. However, he did get the question right and ended up in a tie with Maureen O'Neill. Who was at that time in second place. 
Well, she was in second place until she got the answer right. Unfortunately, Megan, who needed to get the answer right to secure her spot in the semifinals, wasn't able to do that. And so it was and so it was Marie, Maureen who took the victory in today's game. That's a that's a brief overview of the game itself. I think I'm going to spend more time during this tournament talking about the contestants because they were all so amazing, but I will give you an overview of the game and that kind of thing. This this tournament was so awesome just in so many ways. But yeah, like like I said, it was a very, very tight game. It could have gone wee in any direction. Anybody could have won that game. It had a lot to do with wagering and getting the answer right and things like that. Both of those were needed today. Because the game was so tight. All in all, an excellent start to a phenomenal tournament. Congratulations to all three players for making it this far. Nobody can ever take that from them. They made it to the Tournament of Champions, and that is an incredible thing. And no, I'm not just saying that. I genuinely mean that. Making it that far is not something that happens to a lot of people. Think, I mean, think about it. You have three new contest you have three contestants each day and only one comes back for the next game. I can't say you have three new contestants each day because unless everybody fails in an epic way, that's not the truth. But you have three contestants every day and only one of them gets to come back each each time. So the fact that anybody makes it to the Tournament of Champions is something that can never be taken away from them and it's something they can be very proud of. So while I'm here, I just want to I just want to say congratulations to all 21 players from last week from last year's tournament, not last week's tournament, last year. I can't think today. Yeah. But that's what I have for you today. I warned you that you wouldn't see a short episode when this tournament happened. This was this was one of the smaller games, and we've been here for almost 15 minutes. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we get to people I have good stories about? But I'm going to I'm going to say good night, and remember, I will be right back here tomorrow with more Tournament of Champions coverage, more flashback. So I'm going to sign off, and as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production.